0: Hello and welcome to This Perceptive Readers. Hi, I'm James Lynch. I wanted to take a few moments to actually talk about something that's been going on over the past year or so ever since, you know, these uh, different type of medications have been, <laughs> you know, created uh, for, you know, what reasons. You can easily just talk to anybody and you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. And it was just several things that I wanted to share with you as a a point of encouragement and also seriousness at the same time. You know, one, whenever you go to your doctor, do you, I'm asking, do you ask exactly what is in whatever medication they are giving you? And Sometimes, because if you had a doctor for a long time, uh, he or she actually knows what type of medications, uh, that you just, you wouldn't do good with. You would have an adverse reaction to them. Some of us, uh, you know, depending on our bodies or, and as some people say, other underlying medical, uh, situations that we may have had in times past or even presently dealing with realize that in general, a lot of things that people take in, even over the counter, you know, uh, prescriptions or medications over the counter where you can just go in the store and just buy them or what have you. Everybody can't take everything that's in there. Is that correct? All right. So, uh, you realize as always, there is nothing that is produced uh, in the form of medication and things of that nature. You see uh, that 100 percent of the people it's always going to work on. Is that correct? You see, uh, of course. And so here is the thought then. Let's say let's say that you have uh, something that is working for 99% of the people and yet uh, there's one person that said to say it didn't work on them and they are no longer with us. How would that make you feel? Would you feel sad if it was a loved one of yours? Most likely you would. Would you also say, boy, if I would have known that this was going to react, at least for this loved one, I certainly wouldn't have, you know, tried to push it one way or the other on the person, especially when in this case, since you are in hindsight, you would most likely say no way in the world would I have strongly encouraged that loved one of mine to take that medication. Who would do that? You see, see with knowledge comes, power. It becomes understanding. It comes discernment, empathy, and, and etc. Now, you know, when it comes to factories, okay. I know we're about to talk about widgets and things of nature, but just bear with me here. You know, when a company actually uh, buy resources and parts uh, for their company. There is always like an acceptable loss. I mean, and this happens in a variety of businesses. If you are a small business, you realize that that you like, OK, I bought a 100 of these parts, but uh, a, a couple of them may be bad. The, the other ones might be broken or what have you. Uh, and some of them may just be returned. So it, those widgets or whatever it is you're selling or producing, you realize there are just Acceptable losses that, hey, uh, hit your bottom line and taxes and things of that nature. Now, my question to you, though, when it comes to people, are people viewed as acceptable losses? You see, um, I wager the majority of you, if not all of you who listen to this, uh, perceptive readers podcast will say, no. No, uh one person, one soul, you see, it's is not an acceptable uh a loss if, if a person can help it, you see. Well, guess who you agree with? You agree with Jesus. You know, he was once talking to his disciples, and you've heard me talk about this in Matthew chapter 18 before, where he was uh emphasizing not. To stumble one of his sheep. See, that's very serious, isn't it? And then there was another time where he was expressing the importance of even one individual. It didn't matter what position they had or what have you, but he said, Which of you who would have, once again, a hundred sheep and, you know, 99 of them are around you, but One has gone lost. And he was mentioning that shepherd, which again represents, you know, himself and God himself. You see, too, up in heaven, he said he would go and find, leave the 99 and go and find that one sheep. Now, does that impress upon you the importance of not only stumbling a person, at least not on purpose, you see, um, in anything, and, but uh, again with that, that the importance of sometimes the one, <laughs> if I can use this, does outweigh the many. As far as in this case of, again, talking about, we're going into health and medical decisions. You see, there are some, uh, again, uh, policies and things of the nature where, yes, you know, dress codes, et cetera, et cetera, where people are like, hey, you know, hey, it's uh, uh, uh it's showing uniformity. We we uh we dress nice or we dress in this uniform or this or or have you or what have you, you see. Uh, but again, when it comes to apples and oranges. When you're dealing with external, you see, external things, uh, from, uh, you know, materials, property, uh, laws of the land, things of that nature. See, all that is, uh, external, you see, and it keeps us safe when you agree. Yeah, I'm sure you would. But anything that is taken internally inside, That is on a totally different level because it does affect us internally, consciously, and even spiritually. See, that involves even more so our relationship. And listen to this key word, our connection with the God of the universe himself. You see, our prayers themselves go through that, you know our minds and things of that nature. And you've heard me mention on other Perceptive Readers podcasts some of the different type of experiments that scientists do at times. And, you know, and people rightly so question whether they are ethical or not you see on some of these situations. And some of them are just straight up unethical. And I want to emphasize this is because how often have you heard me talk about um, peace officers, uh, healthcare personalities, you see, for emergencies and things of that nature. You probably have gathered. Yeah, James hold them as high regard. And you know, you would be certainly correct in that. And so at the same time, you know, I like to relate to you that people don't know everything. You see, uh, the crowd even in different institutions and groups, sometimes don't know exactly the full spectrum of what's going on. And then how do they find out It's normally some years later exactly uh, what was going on. But how many of those lost sheep or one persons that were alienated or separated or what have you from, the medications, the proper medications that they needed, uh, didn't have them, and so you know some people may feel well that was back then. You know, I'll use the example of the Tuskegee experiments, and you know, I use this as a reference. But again, these things happen still today. So it goes to show, just like Paul even said. That you have to be careful, uh, depending on what your translation, careful, strict or whatever, how you watch, uh, how you walk. So there's not as unwise persons, uh, because he did say the days are wicked. He went on to also talk about the spirit of the air and what is geared towards is constantly trying to get persons to separate themselves from God's love you see, Uh, it's getting to the point where the machinations and the trickery, and I'm going somewhere with this as well, it's like, in some cases, like, oh, we're not even trying to reason with you no more, you see, you know, I think about, you know, the devil going down to Georgia, you ever heard that song, Um, where it was a violin test, uh, or was it Johnny going down, the whole point is It was the times past, and this is a joke where it's like the devil will offer you something, you know, in exchange uh, for you to sell his soul. And in this case, it was a golden violin or what have you. And the thing about it is, I make the joke and say at times, boy, he's not even offering anything no more. Now he just is straight up trying to (laughs) use outright just plain bullying. And, and, and trickery and force. And keep that in mind. The reason why I want you to keep that in mind is because you know in Revelation, you know, it was talking about in chapter 16, it talks about, you know, Armageddon and things of that nature. And you heard me say it before people who have already learned about God's word prophecy, how factual and accurate it is, uh, they are seeing the intricate details of exactly how things are playing out. But there is also a verse in Revelation chapter 13, you see. And in verse 14, it says, it misleads those who dwell on the earth because of the signs that it was permitted to perform in the sight of the wild beasts. And then if you drop down to verse 16, notice this Word, In verse 16 of Revelation chapter 13, it says it puts under compulsion, under compulsion, all people, the small and the great, the rich and the poor, the free and the slaves, that these should be marked on their right hand or on their forehead. And that nobody can buy or sell except a person having the mark. The name of the wild beast or the number of its name. And in verse 18, this is where it calls for wisdom. Let the one who has insight calculate the number of the wild beast for it is a man's number and its number is 666. Now you heard of that number 666. And some people have it tattooed on them. Some people (laughs) are waving a flag and, and things of that nature. But see, this is not for me to focus on those persons. What I want to really bring out, though, is this. Did you notice it says it puts under compulsion all people to do what? To receive that mark. You see, it also talks about. To worship, you see, the wild beast. Now, the reason why I mention this is because sometimes some person say, well, this, if you take this over here, or if you take that, uh, uh, that, that is the mark of the beast, you see. Um, but, you know, it goes further to explain or show from the scriptures that the mark whether it's on your head or your hand or forehead, that is also symbolically meaning again, that no, your, your not only your worship, uh, but your activities are really towards what? Showing you are in allegiance with that wild beast. What does the wild beast represent? Well, if you look at the book of Daniel, We come to learn that God used these beasts in Daniel's dreams to actually show what kingdoms will come about. What ruling class governments will be on the earth all the way down to our day, you see. Now, without getting further into the prophecy, the point that I just want to share with you. Remember I told you good hearted, kind hearted people. You know, they rely on persons to be truthful with their information that they're sharing. Sometimes it really is sad when the person that you're going to to get the answers from is has really a conflict of interest, you see, and these things happen that's why that word conflict of interest is used, even like I said in court systems and things of that nature, where sometimes persons realize you know they should have really excused themselves from ever even being a part of this type of decision making um process because they are so okay, let me use a term in 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 business outside, so to speak, and not in the spiritual way, but they are so embed with the situation or with this person or family member nepotism that it has you know influence sometimes the information that they relate to the ones who would have the final decision on making these things. So that's why when persons are even at the top, you see, uh at times. They sincerely and genuinely will make decisions still based off of ones that they trust. You see, that may, uh, once again, uh, not be in the final decision making process, but, but that's just there to, you know, provide information. This happens quite a bit, you see. And so this is the reason why we don't, um, especially when it comes to conscious decisions and that's what I want to emphasize because in Romans chapter 13 it does explain how if you're trying to be a follower of Christ uh you are to respect the superior authorities and and you see uh do your best again uh to be aware of what the laws of the lands and things of that nature but I'm going to share something else with you that helps. And it's been used in times past. It helps for you to even know what your rights are and to even know what the process is. You see, Uh, because even Apostle Paul, when it came to a hindrance or something of the good news or of his rights, you see, he he actually appealed, you know, To Caesar saying, "Uh uh-uh, you're not going to trample over, you know, what I'm doing here or trample over my rights just because, you know, you don't like what I'm doing in the way of preaching the, you know, good news of God's kingdom. Because, you know, Paul was beat up quite a bit. His rights was trampled on quite a bit. And he didn't always, you see, uh, go to court for every single thing uh, that happened. But... You know, something that was affecting true worship and his worship. (laughs) You can see how Paul handled it. You know, um, most of the time it's all, you know, written in um, the book of Acts and Corinthians. And you you can see how it's outlined. Same thing with, uh, you know, Jesus. People really feel the love flowing from Jesus. And yet you can see there were times when people were trying him. He was very straightforward with what he thought on the matter and believed. And, you know, his thoughts and beliefs were facts on what he was saying, you see. And that's why he could even point out at times when the Pharisees and Sadducees were just abusing their power, just when they were being hard hearted, et cetera, et cetera, Uh cetera, uh, just belittling the people you see and yet he still gave an encouragement to the sheep to basically be respectful you know do your best to be respectful all the same and what they're saying if they're saying something that's from you know God's law you see then you do it you see uh, the cleansing process and uh, other you know um uh, processes that they went through as part of their worship you see he he, you you respected that however at the same time he he continued to mention that yeah you can do what they say in that way but don't you do what they do you know all the badness the the hypocritical stuff you see it was it, it was very clear You know that Jesus was making, and that's why He said, "If your righteousness doesn't go any further than the Pharisees or Sadducees, He said you won't even be in the kingdom of heaven." See, isn't that something? So the whole point is to emphasize, and you always emphasize, you you have a situation. Uh, you know what your rights are, laws. You can write letters. You can do other things. You can address these, uh, persons who are actually, once again, encroaching upon your rights. See, it talks about that in the scripture too. Encroaching upon your rights. The Bible is clear that when you're standing up for something, that's affecting your worship. You see, and your conscience is part of your worship. You are not in the wrong, and you certainly shown a willing and yielding spirit. You know you got a fine record. M- many of you for for doing that. So you know you want to do what's right. So this is the whole point again that. People don't know everything. And yet, as you know, you know certain things that I don't know. I know certain things or matters that you don't know. And when there really is a humility to it, then that expertise that some of us may have or information that we really may have that others may not be respecting us for just because of not having a title or what have you, you still keep trying to help, you know, who will uh, ask you or, you know, it um, needs your help in these matters. We're supposed to help people, but you do it with a what? A peaceful and mild spirit, you see, and you don't force, it, you know, even your accurate effects on the person. Why? Because I'm going to start end with where I started right at the beginning. Jesus warned about stumbling his she. He also showed that even one person shouldn't be looked at as cannon fodder, Uh, shouldn't be looked at as expendable, you see. And I'll say again, love does not look for loopholes you see, in order to hurt somebody or take some type of gain uh, from them. It just, it, it, it just doesn't. Yeah, Jesus showed that. So with all that being uh, said, you know, I, I, I'm I always posting things about orange juice and vegetables and, and other health foods that we know God gave us to uh, help keep our body strong. And that's why a lot of persons who even, yes, have um, allergic reactions to certain medications, they are able to recover. But, but see, listen to this. Once again, some persons, they already had a lot of the um, support in place. You see, um, some persons are well off. We know that too. But what about the persons who are really poor and in Dire nutrition already, you know, need of uh, nutritional help and things of that nature. Uh, some of them, you see, were faced with the same type of situation. Do you really think some of them would recover? Well, we already know that there's stats out there from different allergic reactions to the medications over the past year that if certain ones didn't take those medications, you see, um, <laughs> they would still be with us today. One person, you see. One person. So, as Jesus would say, which one of you who have a hundred sheep And one goes off by themselves because you know what can happen would leave the other 99 and go and get that sheep. You see. So keep doing the best you can. And, and remember you don't have to fight or argue with anybody. Uh, there are certain laws and God had made clear, and he said, remember, the Peter and the other uh, men he were preaching with one time, and look, I can't even remember who he was preaching with, or was it Paul? Where the whole point is I better go back and read the book of Acts or something, but whenever they made a law that once again, encroached and interfered, tried to stifle and stamp out true worship, you see, they said we must obey God as ruler rather than men. And the reason why I share with you Revelation chapter 13, you know, sometimes people may say, well, this ruling class over here says this, this ruling class over here said it, well, you know, according to the book of the Bible, that same type of ruling class is really, you know, some of them, you see, are going to eventually keep trying to take, you know, uh, you, you, you give them an inch, they take a mile, you see, so persons, that's what I mean when I I say you, you can look at prophecy and you can see what's trying to be laid out here. And so this is the question. Of course, it will start maybe with your conscience first. And who knows in time, you have to pray that it still doesn't defeat you to such a point that then when they say, well, you know, now Stop worshiping Jehovah God and, and, and respecting his son, Jesus Christ and worship the wild beast and give your allegiance to the devil himself. You think that's impossible? <laughs> the devil's very crafty, very manipulative. He knows when you're smart and when you got sense, he can't take the whole nine yards at once. So that's like I said, he just, he takes an inch, he takes an inch, or you give him an inch and he take a mile, you know. And I just want to encourage some of you who are in certain situations, that, you know, where you just said, you know what situation I'm in. and And the encouragement right now to you is still that there, there is a prophecy, uh, that will address all of us in that type of situation right now as well. <laughs> so, you know, uh, just like Daniel and, and Joseph and we can name, you know, other examples. Hey, keep doing the best you can. Keep praying. Keep once again, pursuing good works, as Peter would say, what sort of persons we ought to be, and yet, like I said, if you have to stand for your uh conscience, which is linked with your once again faith and in relationship with God, you see uh God has given you this word to stand on, and we've always known medical situations. Uh, being forced to take something within our body. And especially as some people are saying, some people got some underlying, in, uh, you know, uh medical situations. And so, and to still try to force them or guilt trip them into taking something. Is that loving? Is that loving? So anyway, uh keep doing the best you can. And, uh, May God, you know, bless your efforts. But then again, I truly do believe. No, I know (laughs) the authentic ones, the, the sheep, even the one that lost, he coming to get you. He coming to get all of us. Yet at the same time, you can show a strength and determination and wisdom. To still speak your truth about what you know about God when they infringe on this or that. Anyway, you take good care of yourself. Bye-bye. You have just listened to the Perceptive Readers Podcast. Remember, until next time, if you read something that encourages you to improve or enhance your life for the better... It becomes your reality.